Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Thursday afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and uh, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander. We're all in the Southern Bank Course Studios here in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel. And we're glad you're with us this afternoon as we get ready for another edition of the Eagle Hour. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of this program and Southern Miss Athletics, and we appreciate all they do. Also, our appreciation to Southern Bank Corps for sponsoring the studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Quick programming note, we confirmed just before we went on the air that on August 24th, we're going to have an extended interview with Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill. Uh, Just got that word about 30 minutes before we went on the air. We're really looking forward to uh, hearing what he has to say about Southern Miss uh, now in the Sunbelt Conference. So that is scheduled now for August 24th. Got some other special programming news we're going to share with you a little later in the show as well. In our studio today, we have a very special guest. Dr. Joe Paul is the interim president at Southern Miss, and he is in the Southern Bank Corps studio here with us. And uh, Dr. Paul, thank you, first of all, sir, for coming in. I'm glad to be with you. Well, I guess the first and obvious question is this. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations. Thank uh, you. Uh, do you have a time frame on, on when the search for a right. permanent president will be, and hopefully you're going to be in that consideration? Well, uh, I do not have the time frame. Uh, the presidents of all our institutions are hired by the State Board of <laughs> Institutions for Higher Learning Board of Trustees, and, and they're organizing their search and will be deliberate about that. Um, I will be serving as the president of the University of Southern Mississippi until that uh, 11th permanent president is selected and is on the campus. So that could be a semester. It could be a year. Uh, I'm I'm just ready to serve until that time. And to your second question, no. It really wouldn't be appropriate for somebody who is named as an interim president to be an active candidate for the permanent job. And at 68 years of age, I've got plenty of energy, and I'm going to chase big dreams for Southern Miss while I'm there. And then go back to chasing my two grandsons well, that uh, when the next like president arrives. All right, I got to ask you this question. Uh, someone told me you're you're like me. You're a massive baseball fan, and you did, had attended some extraordinary number of games in a row. Can you elaborate on that? Oh, I don't know about the consecutive streak, but um, it is seldom that I'll miss a Southern Miss home game and try to make as many away games as I can. Uh, if, if, if I were a billionaire, I'd probably fly to Fenway Park about every other week and, and make games there as well. <laughs> Big baseball fan. So you love baseball, and I'm assuming you love Scott Berry as well. well. 
isn't he the greatest, you know? He is. Uh, and, and what a legacy we're building there, you know, with Hill Denson kind of bringing us out of the ashes and then turning over to Corky to take us to the World Series. And all our thoughts and prayers are with Corky course, and his family yes. in his time of illness. And then for Scott Berry to take, take the reins, it just keeps getting better and better with really quality people of high integrity. And I understand that you're a, you're a, a college administrator that, that values uh, athletics. Mm-hmm. Got to put in perspective, Dr. Paul, what role athletics play in developing and growing a university. Yeah, and, and one size does not fit all. But for a public university like Southern Miss, that's a research one comprehensive university among the 130 finest academically in the country that wants a traditional college campus and experience, intercollegiate athletics is critical. Um, and, and, you know, one can argue whether it should be or not. But the reality is that so goes our athletic program. So goes a lot of things. Uh, you know, if we have an extraordinary year in football this year, which I expect us to, and next year to be even better, you'll start to see more interest in students coming to Southern Miss. When Clemson won their first national championship, uh, their applications for admission uh, rose by 75% in one fall. That's insane. So there is a direct correlation. There, there are for certain kinds of campuses, and Southern Miss certainly is one. You know, if you think about the history of Southern Miss, going back to 1910, first classes in 1912, when we really emerged as on the national scene as a significant place, we were growing academically, but at the same time we were growing athletically. When we came into our own, when we got what I call the Southern Miss swagger, is when Bobby Collins got here right. and brought Reggie Collier, and right. we started beating SEC foes on a regular basis, and it just grew from there. I'm happy to say I was here then, and yes, that was, as a, was, was it was a magical time, no <laughs> yeah. question. Kelly? Yeah. Now, the football season coming up, you, you said when you look at the, the skill set, uh, Dr. Paul, that Will Hall brings to the table, you, you just I see you kind of yeah. light up that, that, this, that you think this is more than a good fit at Southern Miss. What particularly about his skill set? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think Will Hall is the best fit imaginable and is going to do things not just the right way, but uh, with extended success. I call him Mississippi's Ted Lasso. He's very positive. He's got a program. He emphasizes integrity. He has integrity. He knows every coach in the state of Mississippi and most of their daddies. He knows most of the families who have created athletes through the years and and, and, of course, he's the son of a legendary Hall of Fame high school coach, Bobby Hall. And so it's just fits so well for us. And when you look, you think about the transfer portal, uh, the success he's had in bringing um, uh, quality athletes from the group of five back to Mississippi. Those are small-town Mississippi kids that took a bite at the Big Apple and went off to one of those power schools. Uh, maybe they didn't play right away or maybe they got homesick. And when they look to come home, guess who they're looking to? A figure like Will Hall. Now, let me expand on that a little bit. There are coaches, and we've seen them, Kelly, that know how to build a winning team. And there's some shortcuts you can take to that. And most of the time when coaches in college football at, at our level, at, you know, out, out, outside of that group of five, are building a team fast, they're building a platform not for the program but for themselves to move on to the next level. And then often you'll find the cupboard bare when they leave. Uh, Will Hall is doing it the right way. He's stacking recruiting classes. And by the, you know, last year, you know, 
he had untold injuries, didn't have the success he wanted. But he was playing with 62 scholarship players against Division I schools with 85 players. That would be like uh, Sacred Heart High School playing pedal. And yet he won some of those games without a quarterback. So he's building this thing the right way with quality athletes from our footprint, meaning Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Florida, Panhandle. And he's building it to last. So I couldn't be more excited. And I just get fired up when I hear him talk. You deal with budgets, obviously, on the academic side for the entire university. Mm -hmm. Everything is about money and what you can afford and what you what you can't afford. In the athletic landscape, Dr. Paul, would you eventually like to see the power three or five or whatever it might turn out to be break off and do their own thing and let Southern Miss and other like-sized schools do their own thing? You know, I don't have a solid opinion about the breaking away, but what I can tell you that is pretty obvious is that the gap between those super conferences and the rest of us is growing wider, and I don't think it'll ever come back, if you know what I mean. And so what we've got to do is establish lofty goals for where we are. And the move to the Sunbelt Conference is the first and best move toward that. So now we've got a drivable conference, which saves us a heap of money in athletics. But more importantly, we have natural rivalries. You know, we can relate to playing Louisiana Lafayette and Troy and South Alabama. Uh, and, and then we pick up Tulane, you know, in our, in our out-of-conference uh, schedule. And and I'll tell you another thing. In college football, those teams this fall are far better competition than we faced last year in Conference USA. Right, far Luke, better. Luke, get in here with uh, Dr. Paul. About 90 seconds left in the opening segment. So this is not only a former vice president and the current interim president, but he was one of my first professors at Southern Miss. Your was very Dr. first Joe one. Paul. My very first one, a freshman leadership class. And, uh, and I just want to say in the rest of the time this first segment, Dr. Paul, I mean, many of us, as you were talking about recognizing the type of leadership, you know, in, in Will Hall, that's because you yourself taught so many of those principles, you know, to, to me and, and uh, so many classes, you know, that came in through your freshman leadership class. But I mean, that, that's why I believe you're the right guy for this time because you love the average student at Southern Miss and you want to see them excel. Well, thank you. What um, what you know go, going forward, and I may I may hit the uh, the uh, break here in just a second, but you know, interim is a is a time for uh, possibly some people think, well, you you can't do much during interim, and then I'm of the other opinion that says you can do a whole lot um, in in the interim, and uh, I'm sure that's the that's the approach you're taking. Dr. Paul, hold that thought, okay? We're fixing to hit a break here in about 10 seconds, and we'll let you pick this segment up by answering that question. Dr. Joe Paul in the studio with us here, the Southern Bank Course Studio. We're glad to have him, of course, and uh, we're going to continue our conversation with uh, Dr. Paul right after this. You're listening to the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. A quick reminder about the Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it 365, 24 hours a day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And we appreciate everybody that uh, accesses our program via the podcast. We hear from you a lot. We're grateful to you for doing that. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net, a great place to buy your Southern Miss Apparel 12 months out of the year, great place right now. I'm sure that football stuff is coming in every day. Miss Kathleen will have the very latest and the very best. She's open down there every day of the week on Hardy Street across from the campus, and you can shop online, of course, at campusbookmart.net. All right, Luke, I want to throw it back to you. You had to kind of reset that question you had yeah, for Dr. Absolutely. Paul. Yeah, sorry, Doc. We ran out of we ran out of time that first segment. But, yeah, the, the interim time, a lot of people say, well, you know, at interim times, just to, to hold stuff down and you can't get much done. I'm, I'm kind of the other opinion. You can, you know, get stuff done because you know that there's a clock and, and maybe an interim can do things that possibly a permanent president, you know, couldn't do in his, in his first year. So what's your kind of approach, you know, to this interim time? Well, thanks, Luke. First of all, I agree with you totally on that. And I t- told the board when they asked me that, that I did not have an interest in just being a placeholder, you know, a ceremonial president. And they said, go be the president with no restrictions. And so, yes, you got to think short term, right? But there are major ways that you can, you can make an impact. And, and, and here's what I'm up to. My number one priority during the fall semester is student recruitment. We need more Luke Johnsons from West Jones High School. Um, and I'm going to be out in those schools personally and supporting our recruitment efforts. There's no reason in the world why, why any student in Mississippi, certainly south of I-20, would drive through Hattiesburg to go to any other university in the state. You know that, and I know that, and I'm going to, I'm going to get out there and share that message. Uh, the second thing is, anytime there's a change, um, you know, there can be a little lethargy. There can be fear of the unknown. And so I see it as my job, sort of like John the Baptist preacher, Luke, uh, yeah. to, to prepare the way, right, uh, to to spread the good news of Southern Miss, get our alums back under the tent and energized and, and looking forward to the next permanent president, you know, taking us to the top and then finding another summit. So a lot of what I've, I, I think I've I told Kelly, I've been to uh, six events in 14 days uh, sharing the good news about Southern Miss, and it's been met very enthusiastically. So so that's number two. Recruitment number one, uh, getting getting our, our base, our constituencies re-energized, number two. The third is that, you know, COVID really uh, uh, really had an a impact on the quality of student life. You just couldn't do things. And so I'm going to focus this fall and into the spring, if I'm there, on re-energizing campus life, whether that's Greek life or student activities or whatever it might be, of creating the best college experience for our students uh, that, that they can have, the kind of experience, Luke, that you had uh, when you were a freshman at, at Southern Miss. And so that, along with supporting uh, Jeremy McLean, who I think is a perfect fit for athletic director yes. in this uh, transition to the Sun Belt, those are the things I'll be up to. 
Um, I had a listener ask me this question, and it fits perfect to what, what you just said. So one of the things when you when you combine, because you were vice president for student affairs for such a long time, you love the student body, you know, fans have seen kind of a decline of student excitement surrounding certain sports. I mean, even this year in baseball, man, we had like a loyal 50 that would sit there right behind the, the visiting bullpen. But, you know, I think some fans would like to see a more of a student presence, you know, at, at athletic events. Is that a fair critique? Oh, I think it is. And uh, and there are some things in the works. This will be the second year of this Screaming Eagle. I don't know if you all have heard about it, but it's this massive pep rally for all students, particularly all the new students in the rock. Uh, they, they literally run through the goalposts and through the cheerleaders like you would have done as a player. Uh, they hear from the coaches. They learn the cheers. Uh, but, but there are other things that we can do. And, you know, uh, and, and Coach Hall is so candid about this. Uh, and you hate that it's this way, Luke, but, you know, the best thing we can do to energize student participation is win some games. Amen. <laughs> we got to win some games. Absolutely. Well, Bob. you win and they come, don't they, Dr. Ball? Uh, I, that's true. I, you know, I think you can get enthusiasm early in the year, uh, especially from the student body, but then to sustain it. And we can and we will. I, I was kidding with Will. I told him the other day, I said, man, if you could just win six games this year, get us to a bowl, I'll go down as the most successful interim president in the history of Southern Miss. <laughs> You'll take full he credit did, for that, he right? Wouldn't, he wouldn't make a commitment, but right. he's going to try. Let me ask you this about uh, about relationships between, between uh, university teachers and students. I'll go way back to when I was in college, and you may have known uh, this professor of the RTF to far- Department named Dr. Cade. Oh yeah, well, Bob, he, engineer Bob. Yes, yes. He was, you know, he was, he was one of my professors the entire mm-hmm. time I was there. But he didn't let go of me when I graduated. Mm-hmm. He helped me find my first radio job. Mm-hmm. He he directly got me my first television job a mm-hmm. year, year and a half after I had finished school. And I will, I'll never forget that relationship. And I think that endeared me to Southern Miss probably more than anything. Mm-hmm. Does that still exist? Is that still important for you to promote that among the faculty? I think it's critical. And, and you know, that's, that's really got to come from inside the heart and soul of the faculty member that really cares about students. But, you know, through the years, whether it's a Bob Cade or a Bill Smith in marketing or Dr. Alvin Williams or Eddie Holloway in the dean of students office, you know, it's who are the people that when students come back to homecoming after they've been out of school 10, 15, 20 years that they're looking for? Exactly. And we've got to have those to be Southern Miss. And I think it's a unique part of our culture. Um, uh, and I think we still have that. Uh, it's emerging. It's a little different in a research one environment, but that doesn't mean that you let go of it. We are not so large that our students' education needs to be impersonal. They need those faculty relationships, and they need them to endure well into the future. But talking about impersonal, Dr. Paul, you're a 1971 graduate of Bay High. Go, yeah, go, go Tigers. Tigers, right? Bay High mm-hmm. Tigers. Obviously, the Internet was not around when you and yeah. I and Bob were in college. Yeah. How has the Internet affected a college education adversely and on the good side as well? Well, it's... That's a really broad question. And certainly the advances in technology overall 
uh, will do wonders for preparing students to make a living and to make a life. Uh, and they've got to be able to master those technologies. And remote learning is here to stay, and COVID sort of lifted that up. But we still need, in my opinion, for traditional students especially, that campus experience, that the getting touch, to know your human professors, yeah. uh, that getting to know your classmate. That's how to navigate life away from home uh, that you get from that traditional experience. Now, I think what, you know, faces – my kids' generation as parents is how to manage that in your kids so that they don't lose their fundamental interpersonal skills. You know, I see even today college students, and I'll say, you need to go meet that professor in the first three weeks of class. Ask them how to study for their exams. Just let them know you're a serious student. They're like, meet them in person? Talk to them? I can't text them? So, yeah. Yeah. It's a mixed bag, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you were just... Uh, That's uh, terrible. What yeah. led me to that question was you were talking about that personal touch. Yeah. And it just seems to me that social media... Tango. all It's not a personal touch. Yeah. Really. That's right. And they do eventually have to interview for jobs, Bob. Well, well Dr. Paul, yesterday Luke told us about a kid uh, playing football that thought the, uh, the thigh pad holder in his football pants was for his cell phone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we've gotten now. But you're, you're so right about that. And you know, more and more people, I, I see more and more people talk about, well, I got my degree online. I got my – I just – it just seems to me that you miss a big, big part of what going to college is if you don't go to school on the campus. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you and I are, are closer to the same age than, right. than we are to Luke, but um, I certainly believe that. And, you know, I invested my life in creating a campus experience for students. And I know that students learn, grow, and develop through the experience outside the classroom as well as the quality experience inside. And, right. and you know, what we want to create are not just educated graduates, but educated graduates that can work in collaborative teams, that, that can – uh, assert themselves when they need to and stand up for what they believe. And, and, and the process of just, I, you know, I call college students emerging adults. And, you know, they come in at 18, and when they leave at 21 or 22, we want them to be independent adults. Right. So we want to conclude this by saying now, I want to make sure we're right about this. You've instructed Coach Hall a minimum of six wins. <laughs> no, I just requested. I, you know, it's just kind of like your, um, you know, when you're, when you're, when you make your, your uh, Christmas list to Santa Claus, but right, that's at right. the top of mind. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I think Coach Hall is going to get us six wins. I think Coach Hall is the right man for the job. And well, I'm, he's got, you know, last year he was at such a disadvantage with 62 scholarship players. But you made a got, good point, and he still won games. Yes. He's got it up to 85 and some really good athletes, but they're young. Right. Okay, they're young. A lot of redshirt freshmen, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, but they'll be better, and next year – you know, I expect great things this year, right. and I think he'll exceed our expectations. But, but right. just st- stick with it because it's coming, and when it comes, it's going to keep on coming. You know, a lot of academic presidents don't really get involved with the sports. You can tell this one does. Yeah, <laughs> not this guy. It's a great pleasure to have you here today. Well, sir. thank you, Dr. Joe Paul. Everybody, interim president, University of Southern Mississippi. We thank him for coming to our studio. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, our thanks to Dr. Joe Paul for taking the time to come uh, spend a couple segments with us. We really do appreciate that. What a kind man and a great leader for the university uh, here moving forward. Also, I want to remind you now again on August 24th, we've got the Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill scheduled to be on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. Former quarterback Lee Roberts joins us, uh, and he'll be coming on on a regular basis here very soon. And uh, then Luke is going to get back to work next week, and we're going to start some of our Sunbelt football previews next week, carry that through uh, the month of August. And then on August 31st, we're going to have a two-hour special Eagle Hour. Uh, We're still uh, working on the location of that. Uh, When Jack Duggan gets back uh, in touch, we're going to establish where we're going to do that. Uh, But we're going to kick off football season uh, in the right way. And the Friday before uh, football season, uh, we're planning to be at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We're going to hook up with uh, with our friends down there about that. So uh, lots coming up here in the month of August, and we're really looking forward to every bit of it. 4th Street Bar and Grill actually sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. It's a great place for you to enjoy lunch uh, five days a week, and it is a great place for you to go enjoy a great sandwich any night of the week. 4th Street Bar and Grill, right in the shadow of the rock. All right, Luke Johnson, uh, Scott Berry, as we are not surprised at all, not sitting still, another good signee to report. Yeah, um, Southern Miss gets a, a transfer from Dallas Baptist, Luke Trahan, a right-handed pitcher originally from the Woodlands, Texas, outside of Houston. Uh, has been at DBU for four years, and uh, will, you know, he's like a, he will be a COVID senior um, next year. Um, didn't have the greatest year this past year, but he's a righty. And he throws up to 98 miles an hour. So that is something that Christian Ostrander can surely work with. And again, um, you know, this is the third year, you know, in, in, in a row, uh, where you go out and, uh, well, I say, I'm sorry, the second year in a row, uh, Riggins replaced a, a Walker Powell type. And it looks like, I don't know if Trey Han they have in mind for him to start or, or to close with that velo. Um, but at the same time, you go out and you get somebody with a lot of experience. And, of course, uh, DBU plays great baseball. So so Luke Trahan, the newest Golden Eagle. Yeah, you feel sorry for guys that have that label of COVID senior. It's like they've got an extra arm growing out of their back or, so, or something like that. You're a COVID senior. Like, get a, get away. But, uh, yeah, you can't in this day and age uh, with pitchers, particularly pitchers being moved out of the program either by the draft or, you know, UIL deals or whatever. Uh, Southern Miss not st- sitting still, Bob, and reloading those cupboards. No. All right. Um, go ahead. What, go ahead. One more uh, breaking. This happened uh, a little earlier today. The MHSAA announcing that the Rock will host the state championships this year. The 2022 state championships will be held at MM Roberts Stadium Friday, December 2nd, Saturday, uh, December 3rd. And uh, yeah, I mean that that's great stuff, guys. I mean it hasn't the the state championships haven't been in Oxford or Starkville in several years. Uh, Southern Miss hosted them and then uh, went to Jackson, and and now Southern Miss is back. I actually last year um, I was a sideline reporter for uh, for the three A game, and then I, I spotted uh, for for Lee Roberts in a couple of the other games. And tell you what. I tell you this, when when it was um, in different places, you saw some people associated with with universities, and you didn't last year. And every time I've called, I've called uh, two championship games on the radio in the in the Rock, and I tell you who is always around: Jack Duggan and John Cox to help 
anybody. And what I love about this, because because last year um, I was talking to Will Hall and Austin Armstrong um, the, while those state championships were coming on, and I think I, I think you can tie directly with some of the kids we will get in recruiting will be because they came and had a good experience at a state championship game. And something about that, when you're standing in the middle of the rock holding a state championship, looking around at a college football stadium, something may happen to endear you to the university and the football program at that moment. So I, I take it it is a great recruiting tool with this. Last year um, they, they opened up uh, the, the south end zone area, and it was just football coaches everywhere. And it's important to get those guys on campus. Will Hall sees that, and I'm thankful that we're hosting it this year. You know, that's interesting because when that first happened a few years back, <clears throat> excuse me, when they took the game away from Jackson every year, yeah, the impression it was going to be Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. And uh, I, I wonder, do you have any idea, Luke, what happened in the interim? Because then suddenly Southern Miss got involved, and now it seems to have gravitated to where more of the games are here than in those other two schools. I don't, I don't know specifically why, but I will tell you this. 2016, uh, Laurel played in the state championship. We called that game on Super Talk Laurel. And it was the 5A state championship game. It was the last game. It had been raining for two days. And West Point, who was built for weather like that, <coughs> beat Laurel down. And it was because Laurel, Laurel had all these athletes. I mean, Dontario Drummond, um, who's in the Cowboys camp right now. I mean, that, that, that 2016 Laurel offense was unbelievable. And because the field was, was in horrible shape, it just neutralized everything they had. I think there's a benefit to playing on turf because you don't play on turf in Starkville and you don't play on turf in, in Oxford. Hmm. Ole Miss used to have it, um, but but they switched back to natural. I, I think that's uh, the benefit. And the the size of M.M. Roberts Stadium is better than the other two schools, and it's even better than Memorial, in my opinion, because in some ways the venue swallows up the environment. Correct. And I'll tell you this, when, when West Jones played in the 2018 championship, and there was like ten to 12,000 West Jones people on the, on the, on the, uh, the east side of the rock, that place was rocking. And that, that type of atmosphere, uh, it, it's, it's allowed inside M.M. Roberts Correct. Stadium. Correct. I, I agree with that completely. Hey, on a side note, um, now Luke knows what I'm talking about, and I'm going to – obviously I'm going to protect the um, – the, privacy of of people who reach out to me but let me just say this for the record luke johnson i'm a big believer that the football program is on its way back and i'm going to be the happiest guy out there when it happens and i'm just not going to say anything else about the nasty bunch i'm just going to wait for the nasty bunch to come back and i I think they will when there is a stop on third down will you look at kelly center Ask him to put down his chicken wings hook arm in arm with him and dance back and forth nasty bunch nasty bunch Nasty bunch. That's the real. Yes, question. I think so. After the message I got last night, I think I will. But I will. I will. I will kind of clarify that Kelly Sanders not going to put the food down no matter what happens. So you can just forget. No, that. but as long as I got one arm free, that's all but, you need. But I will. I will be the first to start chanting "nasty bunch" when we start knocking people around. Yes, and thank you for the message last night. I do appreciate that very much. It. Yeah. It, the person that sent it shall remain uh, anonymous. Just, yeah, just shower, but, man, but I'm uh, grateful for it. Grateful, grateful for it for very it. much, Kelly. Your your take on uh, on the the Rock being able or the Rock hosting Southern Miss hosting these state championships again? Well, you you so aptly addressed the student uh, situation as far as you know being able to recruit students. But look, let's let's make no mistake here. Parents have a lot to do, you know, with with what decision a kid is going to make, and with the improvements 
and the modernization, if if you will, of football row, you know, right in front of the field house and the academic center and things like that. When parents now uh, to and, and if they're and what they'll what they usually do is kind of make a day of it. Right. You got the state championship game. The parents will take the day off work. They'll drive down there and they've got a few hours to kill, you know, before the game. So they go, hey, let's go look at the campus. Correct. Right. So you see all the, the new buildings on campus, including, you know, the, the Trent Lott or the Thad Cochran Center and some of the other new buildings that are right there. It's, it's impressive for parents, too, who may not have been exposed to the Hattiesburg campus before. So it's, it's impressive, and it, it all kind of gets rolled into one. So I think the parents it, who have never been to Southern Miss will also well, be impressed. And let me tell you, too, why it's, why it's a good idea. And I had this experience a couple of years ago. Hollandale Simmons was here. Hollandale Simmons right outside of Greenville High School. I ran into some parents at a local restaurant from Hollandale Simmons, and I went over and talked to them and told them that I you know, from Greenville, whatever. And uh, they were so excited about being here. They told me that these were mothers, and they said, this is such a great town. I had no idea. All the great shopping, all the great places to eat. We're just having the time of our life. Well, with all due respect, you don't find that in the other two university towns you don't find the the shopping complexes to the degree they're here the restaurants to the degree they're here the hotel accommodation hattiesburg is just a great place for families from other parts of the state to come for that week and i'm telling you there's one of the two campuses that that are up north and i'm not going to tell you which one but its initials are oxford i i I can't even afford the cover charge to get into a watering hole I mean, on some football week comes up there, the students tell me that some of the establishments up there will charge $100 cover charge. That just, seems hard to believe. Just, they, they swear up and down. That's, that's that the case. Seems hard. Well, but uh, but I, do, I do think, though, that there's a valid point about, about the shopping, the restaurants, the atmosphere in Hattiesburg, uh, and I think that... My experience was that I saw families who really enjoyed coming, and they learned so much about Hattiesburg. These and, ladies had no idea, you know. And, th- and this is, here. you know, we've we've got what four months till this happens, almost to the day. We need, you know, people inside Southern Miss, alumni, donors, to basically get on board with this state championship and use it as a recruiting tool, like. You know, you need to take care of people. High school football coaches that come in, like they need to. You know, you need to have a, a spread for them up there. You know, you need to, you need to have the the different parts of the university not dead, but but with some life. I get that it's finals at the end, of, at you know, at the end of the semester like that. But I mean, it is it is. I would say it's one of the best opportunities for recruitment outside of a Southern Miss event that that this university will have and it's coming back again we're excited about that breaking news we'll be right back wrap up this edition of the eagle hour Southern Miss to the top. Final segment from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Brought to you by D1 and D-Bat. They're on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Pro Shop, excellent indoor training facilities, batting cages, pitching machines for baseball and softball. It's all at D-Bat and D1 in 
um, Hattiesburg. If you missed uh, Dr. Joe Paul, interim president for Southern Miss, he was on with us the first two segments. Good stuff uh, from him, kind of laying out what he wants to do in the interim and talking about um, you know how how we can get students back in the in the stands. And he's brave enough to say it. We got to win for them to for them to, to to come back. But if you missed that, you can go later today on SuperTalk.fm and uh, click the Eagle Hour on demand, or go check us out in the plethora of podcast platforms. Google Play, Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and Audible. Um, get to the Saints just in a second, but just to kind of uh, recap, because we talked about uh, baseball transfer portal. If you didn't know it, the Hattiesburg American is now covering Southern Miss. And, wow. uh, yeah, this is an article. David Eckert, who's the, the new writer, new staff writer, he actually he was a student at Penn State, and he, he kind of came in right around uh, the Super Regional. He's doing a really good job, and so kudos to him. I will. Uh, he's he's doing his job anyway. He had he had an article up on the Hattiesburg American, just kind of re, retracking, recapping the transfer portal. Southern Miss uh, coming in. Luke Trahan, of course, a pitcher from Dallas, Dallas Baptist. Matt Etzel talked about him earlier in, in the week from Panola College. Billy Oldham from Eastern Connecticut. He's a, a pitcher. Gabe Lacey kind of he kind of got lost in the mix. This is a, a dude that that uh, that. Could be really good. Had a 801 OPS last year from Tennessee Tech. He's an infielder. Tyler Martin from Nebraska, left-handed pitcher, and then, of course, two guys that we uh, we have talked about a lot: Graham Crawford and Tate Parker. Will McGillis, Hurston Waldrop, Charlie Fisher, Auburn Gillentine, Blake Wehunt, and Will Tynes all transferring out. Kelly, what happened at the Saints training camp? Well, number one draft pick Tyler Penning, the offensive lineman out of the University of Northern Iowa, was thrown out of practice yesterday by head coach Dennis Allen for starting scuffles with members on the defensive side of the ball. The story we're getting out of New Orleans is that even after the whistle would blow, Tyler Penning would continue to attack. And some of the veterans on the defensive side of the ball didn't take too kindly to that and felt disrespected by a rookie coming into camp to the, to the point where he started three different fights with, uh, with guys. Now, you remember... When we were at draft time, that was the knock on him, and that's that. The Saints wanted him bad, but that was the thing. He had like I can't remember the the same statistic, but he like he like led in the amount of like unsportsmanlike penalties at his level, and it was because he was always going past the whistle. Right, he would cheap shot people, he would hit people in the back, and so mm. and that was the big knock on him was they were going to have to kind of rein yeah. him in if they wanted him to be. Well, able he's to play. playing with the big boys now, so he needs to be a little careful. Would be my guess, or. And and you know you got a rookie that that's going in there trying to trying yeah. to make his own way right right and uh, I don't know if that's the kind of splash you really want to make probably not you know <laughs> to, not. to your point but yeah he yeah. was kicked out of practice and Dennis Allen said it will be dealt with internally and they will move forward and and the veterans hey, as well have been addressed he said he was a big playing with the big boys he's six seven three thirty <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty big boy himself. Isn't he? <laughs> Hey, look, am I right about this? I, th- I thought I read this morning on, on, on a serious note with the NFL that the league is going to appeal the Deshaun Watson six-game yes. suspension. Yes, Commissioner Goodell thinks that it should be the entire season, if not more. I think he's exactly correct. Take back everything you bad you said about Roger Goodell yesterday. Yeah. I can't remember which one of y'all it was. I think he's exactly correct about that. I'm, well, I'm glad to see that. Well, normally, when you know that story, when it comes out that the league could appeal – the, the sentence, it could be, you know, you can interpret it the other way, that they thought six weeks was too much, yeah. right? That you, But no, actually the NFL thought that it was. Well, who and makes again, the final decision? 
I don't know the answer to that. But interestingly, the judge that handed down that decision was female. But could Goodell override the override this arbitrator? Uh, apparently so. Uh, or, well, maybe not because they no. It was an it. yeah, it was an independent yeah. arbitrator that that did it, and they're gonna it goes back to them again. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we'll follow that story. They'll later probably then. what they'll probably go to ten games because you got a seventeen game. Regular I think you ought to sit the year out. Sure, I'm just saying if you can't get the whole year, you got to put most of it. Right. All right. Want to thank Mobay Beignet for uh, sponsoring the Eagle Hour as well. Great place uh, to enjoy delicious treats and. Uh, Luke admitted yesterday that his 40 time has actually decreased since Mobe Beignet opened. No, it increased. No, it increased. It increased, <laughs> didn't it, Luke? It increased. No, it probably decreased. We, we should go run it again. I'll stretch for three hours this time. <laughs> Mobe Beignet on Hardy Street, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour, and we appreciate them. All right, Lee Roberts uh, coming on the show tomorrow, and uh, pretty soon here he'll be making weekly appearances and. I just can't wait to tell him about the message his former teammate sent him yesterday. Yeah, Marshawn Kenny was talking a little, uh, throwing a you little know, shade. Any more, you know, and he didn't go into this, but just say, Lee, you know, forty-one to seven in the Liberty Bowl, we scored three of those touchdowns. So Marshant being bold, yeah, you know, like he was. Yeah. Greatest story for Marshant was when the girl spilled the uh, food on him, and when she realized who it was, she ran out of the Commons. I can relate to that. <laughs> I, I can relate to that for sure. That was a great interview. All right, were they, the, running, they were running from you, though, Kelly, right? Oh, yeah. Not, well, we didn't have to reason. go into the details, but Correct. I can relate to that. <laughs> That's right. Lee Roberts on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. We hope you'll join us. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Mississippi Media Production.